When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We're approaching the Super Bowl, so we got to bring in somebody that should know every single angle when it comes to the Eagles. He is Joe Giglio. He's joining us uh, via the ByThePhoenix.com guest line. He's host of BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network and also evenings on WIP in Philadelphia. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Good. Philly special. Ready? And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! Eagles fans everywhere! This is for you. One provolone without. And a probably without. Yep. And uh, one with with. And then a cheese with. Getting Philly with Joe Giglio. Yo, All right. Good morning, Joe. I'm sure you have plenty to talk about there in Philadelphia. But here's my question. One of the bigger storylines in the Super Bowl is Andy Reid facing his former team, which I'm sure you guys have touched on at least a little bit. Do you think this angle is overblown or do you think it makes a real difference here? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's, I don't think it makes any difference really in the game itself. So if, if that's the perspective we're talking about, I, I think it has almost zero to do with anything. I mean, it, it, it's, we're so far separated now. I mean, Andy Reid was fired after the 2012 season in Philadelphia, it took over 2013 in Kansas city. So, I mean, there's a few players, which is actually remarkable, that are still hanging around that played under Andy Reid, Fletcher Cox, J.C. Kelsey, Brandon Graham. But it, it's it, it's a very small number. Now, as far as the storyline, uh, I don't think that's overplayed. I mean, this is pretty unique. I mean, this is a guy that went to has gone to five conference championship games with both sides of this thing. That that will probably never happen again. It's just it's hard to imagine a, a coach going to five conference title games, getting fired, and going somewhere else to do it again. So. I understand why it is the Andy Reid Bowl, but I think it has zero to do with how this game actually plays out. Joji, I've heard different thoughts on this, but just when you look back at Andy Reid's time in Philadelphia, I I saw someone tweet that his fingerprints are all over this organization as to how they've grown and and moved forward after his departure. Is that true or or is that overblown? So I think it is true, but I think we're moving further from that. I think it was more true when they won in 2017. I mean, those players I just mentioned to you, uh, they were more in their prime then. Not, but Jason Kelsey is still an all-pro, which is amazing. But those guys were still in their prime. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Uh, Nick Foles was the quarterback of the team five years ago in the Super Bowl. Andy redrafted him in 2012. There, there was more of it. And the coach. I mean, the coach was Doug Peterson, who was literally Andy Reid's first quarterback in Philadelphia, and then his coordinator – with the Chiefs. I mean, that one was almost like 
the the Super Bowl that Reed should have won and was kind of you know he left it behind for them to win without him. This one, as far as the team goes, we mentioned those few players, but it's different now. Um, Nick Sirianni, you know, not an Andy Reid guy. I mean, obviously Jalen Hurts far removed from Andy Reid. So I think the further we go, and it's interesting. I think this Super Bowl, if the Eagles win it, it almost legitimizes them as a big-time franchise without the shadow of Reed, which is kind of interesting because they're playing Reed. I think this would fully move them past any of those, uh, those you know, credit to Reed for them winning type of thing. We're talking with Joe Giglio, host of BetQL Daily and also on WIP in Philadelphia. So, Joe, out with it. Uh, enough with the narratives. How do you see this game going? Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles are the better team. Um, and I think the line is, is kind of shifted towards that. Uh, from where it opened up and, and where the sharp betters have put the money and the Eagles are a small favorite. I, I just don't know how the Chiefs, and other than Patrick Mahomes, which is obviously a, a major deal, and what he could do and how great he is, I don't know how they overcome the, the advantages the Eagles have on both lines. I mean, they're just, they're just way better. And the Eagles are the best team up front on offense, the defense. It's why they've been so good this year. And they're also explosive enough on offense most weeks where that's all they need. And, and last week was a little bit different because the game was just so odd with Purdy getting hurt uh, and the Niners' defense doing a good job. So it, I'll put it this way. If the Eagles' offense, and I do think it's a question mark right now because Jalen Hurts is obviously playing banged up, but I think the two weeks will help him here. If the Eagles' offense plays close to the way they did most of this season, I, I'm just not sure how the Chiefs are able to beat them because I just think the Eagles are better up front. They'll, they'll do enough on defense, get to Patrick Mahomes, cause some trouble. And I think the Eagles are better, um, but that Mahomes factor, obviously, uh, in the back of everyone's mind. Yeah, Joji, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that, because to me, I think that's the one thing that will really decide this game. The Eagles are so very good at getting to the passer, but then conversely, if there's one guy in the NFL that can make you pay for blitzing the quarterback, it's Patrick Mahomes, whether he's mobile or not. So if you're the Eagles, do you pick your spots? Do you just trust your defense because they've done it all season and go after them? How do you handle that, and how do you balance those two things? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll, they'll blitz very rarely. Um, you know, they're able to generate pressure yeah. with their front four, front five. You know, they had – I saw a stat this week, which is just, like, mind-boggling to, to read it. They have more sacks entering the Super Bowl than any team in the history of the NFL. That includes the 85 Bears. Wow. I mean, they're just getting to the quarterback at a rate we've never seen before. So I think they'll trust their guys up front, especially Hassan Reddick, to go get the quarterback. Um, but Mahomes, we've seen this. Even when he's pressured, he could fly, he can move a little bit, and he could just find someone or, or make a ridiculous throw. So as much as I think there's temptation to just say, well, the Eagles' defense is on a heater, they'll shut him down, I, I don't think that will happen. I, I actually think we get, we get Mahomes making some plays, even against a great defense, because that's what great quarterbacks do. So – I, I think it's a close game when Mahomes making it that way. So, Joe, I'm trying to do some prop research for this game, but it's difficult because the Eagles have played in, what, back-to-back blowout games where it's tough to decide who's getting the usage, who's getting the targets, because those game scripts are so different than what we're expecting in the Super Bowl. So from a prop perspective, who do you expect to have big games in the Super Bowl for the Eagles? So a couple stand out, um, and I agree with you, Chelsea. It's hard because we've seen the Eagles play different kinds of football each week. So, you know, it almost reminds me of the Patriots back in the day where you know, a bunch of good players We're like, I don't know who's getting the ball this week. But the one I will say I think there's more signal than noise on is Kenny Gainwell. Now, do I think he's going to have 14 carries and, and 100-something yards? I don't. But I, I do think we've seen a little bit of the shifting of the guard in their backfield where it's closer to – 
maybe one and one A with uh, Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell than the way it was during the regular season. And I think some of this naturally second year player Sanders is a free agent to be. I'm not surprised that you know Gainwell might be ascending towards the top of the depth chart, but he's just run it really well. And depending on where you look, I know uh, MGM was somewhere around the twenty and a half yesterday when I looked. Other books um, as low as sixteen and a half. I would take the over on. Kenny Gainwell's rushing yards. Even if he only has four or five carries the way he's run, he could easily get over that number. So that one stands out to me. And then from a passing perspective, you know, A.J. Brown was the best receiver in the NFL this year against press coverage. No defense played more press coverage than the Kansas City Chiefs. If they try to press him, he usually wins. That, that's an interesting n- number or, or prop or maybe a touchdown. A look at A.J. Brown, maybe to kind of finally break out here in the postseason. We're talking with Joe Giglio, host of EQL Daily. Hear him evenings on WIP in Philadelphia. Of course, we focus so much on Andy Reid because of his history with the Eagles and because of his success in Kansas City. But what does Nick Sirianni bring to the table as a head coach that maybe we're not talking about? Well, I think it's his in-game awareness of the moment um, and, and really his willingness to go to the nth degree, and I think the Eagles organization pushes him to do this, the front office, but, but he applies it. Um, and what I mean by that is, is the aggressiveness. Like the, four, the two fourth downs they had early in that game against the Niners, I, I thought basically won the game. I mean, it, it put the Niners in a really bad spot, and then you know, it kind of just steamrolled from there. But the fourth and three in the first possession, which obviously Shanahan should have challenged, but just the aggression there to go for that, threw the ball down the field, and it set up an easy touchdown. And then how about the fourth and, and, you know, half a yard from, you know, their own 30, you know, the, the next possession, which I don't know if any team does that in the NFL. So I, I think situationally, fourth downs, um, kind of knowing the moment, he's been really good and, and uh, embraced the analytics and, and the numbers the Eagles want to use to win. Jalen Hurts carries himself so well, and he seems like a veteran in the pocket and he just looks unfazed, but you've got to remember he's a young guy. I have to remind myself of this. Do you think there's any way that Jalen hurts goes out there and does not have a great game? The only way I would say is if, if that shoulder is, is worse than we know, worse than we think, or gets worse. Um, I thought this past week was, was the worst. I saw him throw the ball since the injury. I just thought he his touch was off. Um, he just didn't seem right. Now, part of that was the Niners defense is great. I think part of it, too, was he was trying to be really careful with the ball because I think everyone uh, watching or playing in that game realized if we don't turn the ball over from the Eagles' perspective, that they can't score. So let's just be smart here. So that's part of it. But I did think physically, Chelsea, this would be his, his toughest challenge, this Niners game, because if you think about it, he got hurt in December. He missed a few weeks uh, recovering, came back for a Week 18 game, then had a bye, so two weeks off, looked pretty good against the Giants. This was the first time and the only time in two months, he's had to play a game, get banged up, and then play again the next week. So I thought he just probably would be in, not, not feeling great uh, in this Niners game. Now, this coming game, again, he has the two weeks. He has the bye. I think that will help him. I think the rest will we'll, we'll, we'll see it. So I expect Jalen Hurts to play well. Um, you know, is he going to match Mahomes statistically? Probably not. No one does. But I, 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 as long as Jalen Hurts feels, uh, let's just say the way he did going into the Giants game after a bye, I expect him to play a good Super Bowl. OG, before we let you go very quickly here, what's a player we haven't talked about on either side that, that makes a difference in this game? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'll go with um, an injury and a player, and, and it sort of could, could play in everything. 
Uh, I, I would keep an eye this next week on Landon Dickerson, the Eagles' left guard. He had a hyperextended elbow in the game on Sunday. Sounds like he's going to play. Uh, it sounds like he's going to wear a brace to be okay. But he'll be going up against Chris Jones. And I, I think you make case Chris Jones is the best lineman the Eagles have seen this year. Uh, you know, it, Bosa they played this past Sunday, but their tackles took him out. I'll, I'll say this way, probably the best interior defensive lineman they've seen all year. So it's a challenge for them, and we know how good Chris Jones could be. He, he kind of wrecked that game for Burrow on Sunday. So if – um, Landon Dickerson can't go or he's banged up. It could certainly affect the Eagles' run game. It could affect, you know, Jalen Hurts' time to throw. It could throw a lot of things off. That that injury is one I'd watch the next week or so. All right. Great insight, as always, from Joe Giglio, host of Beck All Daily and also evenings on WIP in Philadelphia. Joe, as always, thanks for stopping by. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.